0: that looks like a progress bar
1: hmm. natural intro beautiful love it
2: <laughs> yeah well, this is this is this is the future this is what the kids want
1: justin has they the also face like i'm thinking yeah. <laughs> of are we going off of this or is it a yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we go
2: <laughs> no we don't we don't clap around here uh, how's it going everyone welcome to another episode of soapstone my name is jake i'm joined by my co-host is always dave and Justin, because you've already heard him at this Hi. point.
0: <laughs>
2: Fucking ruin how's, my how's, how's it. How's it going tonight, Justin?
0: Uh, it's going alright. Um, I won't steal Dave's uh, headwind with the weather, but uh, it's pretty nice inside.
1: Yeah, bro, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit behind on the headwind, if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I mean, I haven't I really don't know what in a while. <laughs>
2: i was like i'm sure this is a drug term um yeah i don't know
1: i mean are we all (laughs) doing good yeah i know we've we've had some technical issues starting up this time around and then we've been a little bit giggly and dumb beforehand so i hope that carries Mm -hmm. over
2: (laughs) most of us are sober i think all of us yeah at least 33 percent of us i haven't touched alcohol since i was last
1: at justin's house i had sake two (laughs) nights
2: ago but Dave, you guys are recording with the same microphone <laughs> I know <laughs> anyways, this is a podcast where we talk about video games. sometimes we have guests on that's me that's this is one of those times. Um, it's not always the best <laughs>
0: Especially with it's usual. oh, Jesus <laughs> <No. Christ>. um. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually it's
2: usually pretty good, though. the main thing is just content, right? Like people help us with content more than anything. so thanks for showing up, Justin.
0: Hey, no problem. I'm here to yeah. to wax poetic about a video game that recently came out.
2: That's good because I'm not
0: all right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Justin,
1: do you what want video, to say like, what video
0: game that is in
1: case people can't read the here. fucking title?
0: Uh, so I'd like to talk about Monster Hunter Rise. past uh, next what <laughs> <episode>? Yeah, <laughs>
2: next idea. You played anything else recently before uh Nier? Uh, we fall back on that. Nier?
1: Yeah.
0: Well this is how'd you the like new Nier, right?
1: The, the replicant. Remake,
0: the remaster. Hmm. Re yeah, remake? remaster, not remake, because it's the same game.
2: It's the re-applicant. re it? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, no wonder they didn't use that name for the second I'm one. I'm glad they weird. used
1: a memorable series
0: of numbers. <laughs> it's the square Ridiculous. root
2: of 1.5. Huh. That's I'm sure that means dumb. something.
0: I, I, don't, <laughs> like is, I
1: don't like it. I don't like it.
2: This is a Kingdom Hearts thing. That's, that's what it, this is. Well,
1: how far are you in it? Because I think Jake has yet to pick it up. Is that correct?
2: No, I haven't uh... I've
1: played through as much as I'm going to play through, which means I've officially beaten the game. But where are you at oh. now?
0: I did the there is a, a time skip, a very anime time skip, um, and that's basically where I am. Um, I know things that are going to happen because I did not expect to be able to actually play this game. Yep. Same. Um, yeah. So I had watched a video back after beating Automata, I believe. Um gotcha and i Wanted have more a memory and rachel is disappointed in that memory Oof, because yeah. she played the game and i remember more about it than she does
2: mm, yeah you hate to see it so how do you guys feel about monster hunter though that's another game that came out recently it's great cool yeah all right well thank you guys <laughs> uh if anyone has ideas for future episodes um Elaborating a bit off great. I know that we've had an episode. <laughs> this is me stretching my memory back. We've had an episode on Monster Hunter World. And by stretching my memory back, I mean, we literally talked about this before we started recording. Um, and Monster Hunter World was the first Monster Hunter game that was playable. I, Not like to me, just in general. Yeah,
0: I can understand um, that.
2: So as someone who's coming from Monster Hunter World... How does how does how does Rise work? I mean, like the graphics are going to be worse. I mean, I mean that, we're that gamers. The
0: There's it is a different stylization. Um, it is definitely a more Japanese themed, um, mm. and also you know, Switch limitations like you were alluding to. Um, but it definitely takes a lot of the game design improvements from World. And simplify some of them even further. Um, not necessarily to the detriment, but there's definitely a lot of instances where uh, Rachel and I found us kind of missing some of the attrition uh, that we had to deal with in previous games. Um, so I started with For You on the new 3DS. Um, rachel has played all of them um oh my god good geez uh and so there's there's definitely things like oh yeah we had to use to do this or we had extra options here that we no longer have but they didn't really add anything to it um Mm -hmm. right but it is definitely the next generation from world so it's taking a lot of the things that were improved and liked from world and then elaborating on them.
1: Hmm. But let's not go into specifics. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, so, we could jump around, right? Yeah. I had a chance to play the demo uh, with you guys when okay. shit came out because Rachel's like, do this. And she threw something at me, even though I don't live <laughs> near you guys. Um Right. But I think there were two bosses out. So there's like you go to the main hub and then there's like two missions you could do at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was free to try on Switch. So I did. Um, but yeah, it felt very quick in comparison to World. that felt a lot more weighted. Because right. you're, like, you're zipping around on a mount immediately, which you had to unlock in World. And then there are other little things you can get for boosts. And then everything just felt very streamlined and quick. Do you unlock a mountain world?
0: Uh, When you get the endemic life up to a certain point on each map and possibly complete a quest uh, with the uh, Palicos, you would then be able to call a mount. Um, It basically moved at the same speed that you did, which is where Uh it deviates a little bit here in Rise. Um, But you could do things like sharpen while on the move and it would automatically pass. It was basically a taxi. Uh so in Rise we got a palamut instead of a palico.
2: Right, this is a dog, presumably. Exactly.
0: Um yeah. Palamut, I think. If I don't say it correctly, uh I will hear about it later. The, uh, <laughs> Tough home life. <laughs> the uh but you completely control the palamut when you're on it. Um it even has a drift boost, um, kind of, you know, Mario Kart like. Um so it is very quick at getting you from point A to point B. Um, hmm. I personally don't actually use that. Um, there's another movement mechanic that they introduced that I am a big fan of. Um, wave shine. Yeah. Uh, wave yeah. dashing. Yeah. Wave dash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. So they introduced uh, what they call wire bugs, um, which have mm. a lot of combat, but also general movement uh, things that they facilitate. Um and so basically you're just zipping it's it's how every game now has a has a uh slingshot like a yeah or is Spider-Man. yeah yeah or do you, are you talking like a grapple grapple is like the big one which yeah. there was a form of that in world and this is again kind of calling back to monster hunter rise being a sixth gen monster hunter game <laughs> just elaborates on things that worked well in world
2: um right. But there's Cuz Monster Hunter is basically the Call of Duty of the Monster Hunter series.
0: Yeah, um there so typically <laughs> It's everything <laughs> of the Monster of Hunter series. <laughs> uh, the way that Capcom handles it they typically have uh they have a main generation game, they have a spin-off game and then they have an expansion. So mm. we had for you, and then Generations was the spin-off game for the fourth generation, and then we had World and Iceborne were the fifth generation games, and now Rise is kind of that difference between a fifth generation. It's technically considered their sixth generation game.
2: Hmm. I just realized you said Monster Hunter for you. Yes, that's it. Yeah,
0: that's. <laughs>
1: Do you think from at least when you're playing around fourth generation, have you noticed the improvements between the generations?
0: Yes. Um, I mean, the big generation change between four and world was, that was insane. Was yeah. I mean, graphically because you're going from a 3DS to, you know, the PS4, um, but the big, the big structural change was something that you guys brought up in your world discussion, which was the unified maps. There's no loading screens between the zones and stuff like that. And that does carry over into rise. Mm -hmm. So each of the maps you load into and they're, they're not as cluttered, but they feel a lot tighter than world's maps did. Um, so uh, roughly the amount of like collectible nodes and stuff feels roughly the same. Um, they added a lot of busy touches, I don't like filling out the, the aesthetics of the maps. I think, um, it actually took us a couple of hours to get comfortable in the maps to be able to Hmm. piece out the things that we could interact with and the things that we couldn't
1: oh
2: gotcha it's got like a lot of clutter yeah that's
1: a weird feel i i like seeing something whether it's in animation i'm like that's gonna move because like it's drawn differently Mm -hmm. and i look for that same type of thing in video games i'm like oh i definitely know i can like fuck around with this versus just like touching a wall randomly and it's like
0: oh that was a a fake wall and they do a good job calling out certain things um Mm -hmm. and like i said now that we're you're used to what they are using to call that stuff out it it's easier to parse, but the first time boot it up part of that is likely because of the internal resolution of the switch. Um, because they added all of these details to things, they don't read as cleanly as they potentially could. Um, right. Even when
2: I, I was going to ask, are you using the, the up res adapter? I saw people no. were talking so about I, that. I,
0: um, I am primarily discord. playing docked, um, much mm-hmm. to Rachel's, uh, Detriment. I actually moved a television upstairs so we'd have two TVs in the <laughs> living room again, even though we <laughs> literally just gotten rid of the second television up there, um, because I find playing in handheld mode, it's just hard to read. Uh, some of the iconography is incredibly small, um, and I prefer playing with a specific controller that I am very used to, right. versus the positioning of the controls on the Joy-Cons in Handheld mode. Um, I got used to being able to do certain things. I actually played the world on a PS4 controller using Claw Grip, which is a very old school um, way of playing it when it was on the Vita, uh, apparently, but it allows yeah. you to mm-hmm. access items better. They fixed that. I just never got used to the way that they fixed that. Um, so I actually, gotcha. I, I kind of like dual-mode item usage uh, for certain things. Jesus. Gotcha, gotcha. I, for how uh, I play, like you guys remember I didn't
1: really use item sets or mm-hmm. anything like that. I'm like, run away, cycle through the D-pad, I'm like, where the fuck's my potion? Grabs potion, gets poison, runs away, tries to find antidote, if I have one. Um, I mean, item
2: item management in Monster Hunters kind of, like, it's crazy by default. It's like a Resident Evil sort of specific design decision where it's just like, you're just not going to be able to hold all that much. But in monster hunter, it's like, you're going to have to cycle through everything until you use those radial menus. It's kind of an interesting design decision in a way, because like, because I feel like I should qualify that. Like usually when games are trying to tailor across like all audiences, they're like, we'll just make it. So if something is, You can accomplish something as an advanced player, um, make it so, like, if you can easily do something as an advanced player, make it so less advanced players can also do it kind of easily. And by that, I mean, like, in this example, like, if you start playing Monster Hunter, you're going to cycle through all your items, right? But an advanced player can just be like, oh, I'm going to, like, flick the radial menu, and, like, drop a trap, like, instantly. Or, like, post a sticker. You know, important stuff. Very um, important. Pose is right.
1: next to monster about to be trapped. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, and it's kind of... That's Monster Hunter-esque that they don't call out, here is the very efficient way that you will end up doing this. As opposed to the flick through all of your items rapidly. Monster right?
0: Hunter encourages customization in a mm-hmm. lot of its systems but it also it avoids removing systems that are less optimized um and you can java you can you can mix and match them which is how i'm doing it so i use the radial menu for about four specific items um things that basically hit a certain priority where it's like i want to be able to access this without having to thumb through that menu because they left the old menu system there, I will be doing one of those while also shifting my other item menu to find a limited use item that I might want to be able to like shortcut shortly on. So that's where my, my traps go, my tranks, um, and my, my single-use buffs. Um, and then there's actually a third support menu now um, that is where my pet actions go um so i'm able to basically set all of those up as like the first couple of minutes on a hunt and be good to go yeah
1: it, to me it sounds like
0: you're dark Souls speed running at this point um uh, more than anything else so i am at 100 hours in rise um i have mm. red check marked all of the village and hub quests which we will get into um <laughs> oh, not if i have my way <laughs> um so I, I have I have put enough time in this that I understand the Ry systems and honestly I feel if I tried to go back to World at this point I would have some difficulties um, because of mechanical and structural changes that they made. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I actually like that they brought back from older uh, Monster Hunters is they separated out the quests. So in all quests pre- or all Monster Hunters previous to World there was basically what was called a village um, or single player story. Um, And then there was the hub quests. And basically the village quests were a glorified tutorial, um, which is basically kind of how low rank and world worked. Um, But you can never do village quests in co-op. Right. Um, Hub quests have low rank and high rank and are always considered uh, co-op. In previous games, that was a detriment because all of the monsters had fixed HP. They did not scale to the enemies. Okay, they didn't scale. Um, So the hub quests were just always harder. You always wanted to try and get multiplayer for them. Gotcha. In the hub quest for Rise, they do scale. They are balanced to be harder even when you are solo. So you fight a Kuluyaku in village low rank versus a hub low rank it's going to take longer to kill that hub Kuluyaku. Um, right. They kind of want to incentivize playing with people in that mode. Yeah. Um, but you're not locked out of them. I remember trying to solo some of the uh, high rank hub quests in for you, and possibly even G rank. And even when we had two players they always <laughs> balanced them around three players. Three-ish. Yeah. Um, so y- it was very hard if we weren't able to get like Rachel's brother involved in those hunts and stuff, it just ended up taking longer. So I do really appreciate the scaling and probably one of the main reasons why I've gone through and completed all the quests at this point already is because of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't imagine playing the game alone. Like I've definitely had to for some expeditions. I'm still mad world, but I really enjoyed the multiplayer aspects of it because like sometimes I was bad with items, or I wasn't the best at DPS, so it was nice to have other people to like round off my faults mm-hmm. with their strengths, or yeah. I could just rotate. Oh, I'm poison, yeah. cool, I'm gonna go deal with that. You swap in and take a little more focus and aggro. Yeah, the main thing was literally just like getting a breather, right? Like when we got
2: to Nergigante, it was like, Am I just gonna get cut down repeatedly because i don't know his moveset <laughs> like if you're playing in multiplayer you didn't have to have necessary necessarily you can be carried is basically <laughs> what i'm trying to say um but also just the monsters jump between people yeah so it gives you breathing room you could if you don't have the fastest reflexes for using consumables you have more time if you're in multiplayer
0: one of the new skills they added in rise is actually uh i think it's called diversion and it's essentially a increased uh, aggro uh, skill, Right, so you, you can tank. Yeah. Well, it's not perfect. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: but there's also... So they changed the endemic life substantially. Um, they got mm-hmm. rid of the mantle. We should define that, uh, I think,
2: should... for people who haven't played Monster here.
0: <laughs> so endemic life was a concept introduced in World where there was basically creatures and you took a picture of them, you captured them, and they would help you back at home. Um, Basically Mm -hmm. another resource to gather. They repurposed endemic life for Rise. There are still some that are just cute things to capture and take pictures of. Um, But for the most part, a lot of them are considered uh, hunting helpers. Um, So they take the role of things like the affinity booster, the cleanse booster, and like the mantles from Mm -hmm. world um so but you find them on the hunt you don't bring them with you so you have a limited inventory you can pick up but learning the map is strongly encouraged because of them okay so like you run
1: through you get buffs versus like bringing certain buffs like the spray or the mantle yeah before engaging in your fights
0: yes or if you need to
1: like rezone
0: and i think that part of the japanese theming comes through in this um because they're all like cute creatures um you get a bird that call that makes a really annoying call that other monsters want to attack so it'll pull monsters onto the (laughs) map with you so it's a reverse dung pod um there is an anti antidobra it's a antidote cobra that gives you like a buff (laughs) icon that makes you immune to uh status ailments for a while um bite me (laughs) uh so yeah basically they just use that as a a more interesting theming i think um for that and yeah you do you have spirit birds um which are permanent buffs that you pick up during a hunt um so they don't drop off but they basically replace some of the food buffs you would get in a world so instead of eating for certain stats um they still have that eating mechanic um but you definitely do want to know how a map works, and if you're having difficulties with the hunt, um, finding those helpers can be the difference between a successful hunt and a triple cart. So, is that in
1: addition to having other things to, like, let's say, do you still have antidote potions? If yes. you didn't find the antidobra. Yes. Okay. Um, so, so do you like still, that? Let's say, that, do you like the new system more versus like? eating and like bringing a
0: mantle or a healing spray uh the mantles so th- the way that i use mantles was a stat stick um i was throwing them on to give myself extra gem slots once that was added in iceborne um right it didn't i didn't use them to change my playstyle. um i'm a very aggressive player uh i guess i should say my primary my starting weapon in rise was dual blades and i am now a switch axe main um as of this time what was the reason for the switch if you will <laughs> uh, um <laughs> dual blades were fine they just they didn't feel as punchy and i spent pretty much all of the world playing dual blades so i just needed a, a change of flavor okay um, yeah
1: it makes and, sense. and they I'll made some between.
0: They made some significant changes to how Switch Axe plays, which ended up being very fun. We'll cut this part, but
2: I'm not hitting stop at this point. Keep it going, Justin. What are you talking about?
0: So Switch Axe is what I've been playing uh, mostly, and the, the big changes that they added are really damage-based and how it feels. Um, so... The Switch Axe has what they call an Amp Meter. Um, You have to do a certain number of hits in sword mode, and you build up Amp Meter. Um, Previous in World, you basically always wanted to use a power file. It was just a stat on the weapon. Um, Mm -hmm. But they made it so that different files charge Amp at different rates. And since Amp gives you extra damage pretty substantially, you want to try and be in Amp Phase as much as possible. So the non-power files actually became more useful because you can get into amp quicker. Um, is, that an add, ele- is it an
2: electric guitar? Is that the joke that they're making?
0: Because uh, it's a Switch it's axe, axe, right? Axe, yeah. Yeah, and it very yeah. well could be. Um, yeah. We don't get the, the musical instrument version, though. I know Rachel's played some hunting horn, um, and some of those look real cool um, or really disgusting, depending on uh, which monster you made them from. Yeah, dude, dude, I created a weapon out of your snoot. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and they added some new skills that make, once you have it, makes switch axe feel so much better. Um, theoretically apply to Charge Blade too, but I haven't touched Charge Blade since. So, do they keep the weapons and weapon sets from previous games?
1: Like, have uh, they mostly stayed the same, or are they still like modifying and evolving them?
0: Uh, They always seem to change exactly what skills and like how the decorations work and stuff like that between uh, games. They really won't change a lot of that inside a game, like during patches, they'll just keep adding more to kind of fix some of those problems. Um, But you kind of get a rough idea of like, okay, a Rathalos set is going to be focused on fire attack and base attack, Um, right? A a baserios is going to be this um so when they start announcing new monsters coming in in patches you can kind of get an idea of what skills are probably going to focus on but you never necessarily know exactly how much it's going to give her a certain thing and stuff like that right when you say
2: new monsters you mean monsters that have been in the series for like 20 years yeah right? yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so Call of
1: Duty. sorry nba 2k sorry i'm thinking of fifa uh,
0: um but no, they, there was a decent number of legitimately new monsters, um, which some of them have been real fun. Uh, right. I don't want to name names and spoil things, but there's... Right. They'll uh, come for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, but they always bring back a good share of monsters. There's fan favorites. Um, mm-hmm. And those those monsters that they bring back had skill sets that they'll still kind of emulate with right. whatever the new mechanisms are.
2: It is it is kind of a uh a core part of Monster Hunter that like the skills you sort of used to like the the nature of monster hunting tends to persist because yeah. right you're always you always have a leg up if you played the previous games
0: and I I think when we when you first uh when we were first suggesting this episode um I mentioned Monster Hunter is really interesting cuz it does actually form rituals Mm-hmm. Um, there is the make sure that you eat make sure that you pet the poogie which unfortunately there is no poogie in this one yeah so this is the reason I haven't picked it up yeah, yeah.
1: well you can't pick up the poogie that's what, that's what Jake's saying <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Um, but it it encourages you to form a habit and in some cases apply a little bit of like superstition to that habit for trying to get item drops Right, um, and yeah that's a lot of that is a learned habit um, from playing previous games and when they remove certain systems from that it can get a little it can feel weird until you adjust yeah and I
2: mean it's not like it's all the rituals are superstition some of the rituals are literally eat food <laughs> use buffs <laughs> switch out to the right gear you know? yes yeah but the game's always been uh or at least in world it felt like a large part of that. Literally someone on Steam just started playing Monster Hunter World. I find that funny. Um as I said the word world actually. Uh, but um I think like it's a significant portion of that. Have they adjusted the uh I would say the monster prep versus like the monster hunt ratio at all in this? I yep. feel
0: I feel like we are hunting more but some of that is curse of knowledge. So uh, Rachel has a friend that she's had f- like a, ch- a childhood friend. Um, they never Rachel's love monster hunter, but this friend never got into it, but was right. interested in rise. She has a switch. Finally, like a console that would play it and was mm-hmm. in a prime state to finally engage with it.
2: Right. Emotionally um, ready.
0: Yeah. Emotionally um,
2: available. <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. <laughs> Um
0: so they they're coming in from ground zero. They know nothing. Um, and Rachel mm-hmm. was telling me that, uh, they, they've completed all the quests up to the point that they are, but their play time is somewhere n- like 50% higher than what my play time it is, And I have right. all the quests complete. Um, yeah. so she's getting more different, different forms of enjoyment out of that time playing, mm-hmm. but also some of it was trying to figure out what the game wasn't teaching. Yeah. Um, so it's, they... it's a game based around
2: optimization. You're going to find yourself in situations where like, I'm going to play with friends that have like been playing the series for a while and you load in and you're like, man, this map looks cool. And they're like already like on gliders on the opposite <laughs> side of the map. And you just get like a screen notification. It's like rathian has been pulled or whatever. It's like that doesn't actually pop up in the game, but a similar effect. Essentially you show up, the monster's like already asleep in a trap.
1: Uh, you just kick it once you're like aha you you helped good job guys
0: (laughs) um
2: you're just swinging your blade trying to keep your allies off of it as much as possible (laughs) so you can actually
0: get some game time they they kind of improve some of that too um so the first time you zone into a monster into a hunt for a monster their icon is a question mark but you see it from second zero so in world, you had to like find tracks and yeah. mm-hmm. let the scout flies kind of like lead guide you. you where it was. And like eventually you'll figure out that, oh, it's on this map point. Um, but there's essentially none of that. It's just mm. information that's given to you. the The assumption in the lore is that you're from like a high class hunting village. Like (laughs) from day zero, you were raised to be a hunter and there are scouts constantly looking at these regions. So they know where the monsters are and they only send in the hunter once they need to take care of it. Basically.
2: Gotcha. Um, You're not like one of those poors that has to use scout flies. Yeah. You just you just use money and you pay off all the scouts in the region. They're just like, yeah, monsters <laughs> over there. We like put it in a pen, it's sedated. <laughs> like...
0: Just just go smack it a little bit and <laughs> it'll just start throwing scales and gems at you. Yeah. Um Seated but, by
2: the, the scouts.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so it's all it's less monster hunter and more monster killing, I guess. Right. Even yeah. um, there is still a lot of external stuff of like making items, but they've reduced the item pool a little bit. Um, There used to be like might pills, which were very short duration uh, damage buffs. Mm -hmm. Those are completely gone. That's good. Um, They they, bothered me. They do still have uh, dust and uh the seeds stack so there is still optimization from item usage there but it's one less thing to juggle and it was if you're in a solo speed run it was very hard to use those pills because like they're like 15 second duration right it, it works can, like, for a monster with a bomb and that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah. so the, they were primarily used by a like hunting horn player that was running wide range would use the pill while the uh switch axe users were doing zsds and terminology for terminology's sake (laughs) you're just describing monster hunter it's just like (laughs) there's like where everybody
2: else is he thought like the game ended at the credits and then there's you who knows the game begins after the credits (laughs) like
0: (laughs) that tutorial was long yeah Uh, i mean one of the complaints about rise um was that the first credit scroll happens too quickly um, there's actually a relatively few number of quests in the base game. Um, mm-hmm. They are patching that, so we we just got the 2.0 patch, which added some much needed like end game stuff. Um, but getting the first credits came in 15 hours, 20 hours, something like that. Um,
2: so a reasonable time in any other game, but uh, not, <laughs> not Monster of, Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here
0: to um, cry. And then. High rank, I mean, so I'm at like 100 hours uh, with all quests cleared. Um, But I don't think any of the star ranks, so there's seven ranks of hunts. I don't think any of them in base game had more than two pages of hunts. They got rid of a lot of the uh, filler quests. So the quests to go grab an egg uh the quests to go like they basically <laughs> consolidated a lot of those they've just shaking his head <laughs> fucking hated that um so most of the most of the quests you get are go kill or capture this thing and that's mm-hmm. it and actually in village I don't think there was a single capture quest if I'm remembering mm-hmm. correctly um so that's not something you encounter until you get into hub as the necessity. You your
2: can char- still your character has to like go through the the cycle of murder until like there's a a transformative moment in their backstory and they're like maybe this is wrong maybe i should be taking nonviolent means
1: they realize that the monsters have feelings it's like i'll just enslave you instead (laughs) right
2: like your parents were monsters or something like that and you're like oh no
1: (laughs) i mean do you like the transition in this or do you just like you see some upsides and downsides with it because it seems like overall it's it's very streamlined for monster hunter. Like I do remember a lot of the, as you put it earlier, the attrition of world Mm -hmm. of having to go and find something. And it definitely felt more weighted, not necessarily in a bad way, but compared to that demo, it was like,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the base game is definitely more like a monster hunter than the demo is the demos. They've had demos for previous games and they were the same structure. They're more like the arena quest where you get a given armor set and you're mostly just go kill. Yeah. Um, whereas the game has you do certain things build those rituals um they just
2: paradrop you onto the map and you're like if you can hit the monster then you start out mounted you're like great let's go
0: <laughs> there's a little bit of that but um, <laughs> but i i enjoy it because i've already experienced the full attrition one so i can appreciate not having to do some of that yeah. um I'm just there for fashion hunter and collection at this point, basically Mm. um, waiting for new content to come out. Um, For someone new, there is still plenty of learning curve to get over. So simplifying some of those systems so that 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 curve doesn't have as high of a plateau is probably for the better. Um, I don't necessarily think anything of super consequence was lost um they traded some of the things and some of the things that i enjoyed from the generate monster hunter generations the game um have also been brought back so you can actually change your you have to do certain quests and do certain actions outside of hunts to unlock additional skills for your weapons uh, there's basically three skill slots that you can swap a a move set for um it's path of monster hunter uh, a little bit so they're not locked out in any way you can swap them freely they're basically equipment um
2: it's monster hunter lord of destruction (laughs) uh that doesn't work we couldn't do that in diablo 2 it would have been three but diablo 3 didn't have a subtitle so it didn't work for a joke
0: i mean the dlc did but (laughs) um but that's not saying that the game doesn't have faults from certain things that they also decided to bring back Hmm. stars In world, they made the the decorations that you got were RNG based. You would go and do investigations, and the tier of investigation would have a certain chance to drop a certain style of decoration, and you'd be good to go. Um, So you would spend a lot of time hunting like the same small subset of monsters that dropped the decoration grade that you wanted. Primarily attack
1: farming route for for anybody who's not super monster hunter versed. These are Mm -hmm. like stat boosting. Gems, that gems put in equipment, right? Yeah, yeah, it, which is called decorations, call but that's separate from your styling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the decoration actually is not cosmetic,
2: we, that's layered armor, <laughs> right. um, That makes sense,
0: um, but in that was new, so typically you were you crafted decorations, so you got the materials and you made the decorations to fill out whatever skills you wanted. Um, so they're back to the older system, which was talismans. So in World, you had a necklace which was just basically a gear piece. You could craft them. They had given stats on them. Piece of armor. They didn't change. Yep. Yeah. Um, so now the talismans are our RNG mechanism, which is how for you and generations and stuff did it. Um, but they so they're gear slots that can roll two up to two random skills and up to three random slots. So, depending on what talismans you get, can kind of open up and change what armor pieces you want for certain skills. So, is the
2: is this like you get a necklace and it has all of those affixes predetermined, or is this like you have a necklace and you can slot things in your talisman? Yeah, you get a you a
0: you get a necklace with RNG skills and gems. So, when you generate one. It's random what skills it has and what gem slots it has. Um, and then gotcha. you if you didn't get a set that you wanted, you have to pay the price again, do a hunt, and then get another one back out. Huh, but these are okay. gem
1: slots, right? So you could get yes. a talisman with two prefixes or affixes mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, this is good for damage. I want to stack more damage in there and then put those specific decorations in to maximize that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, that's interesting. But so the prob-
0: there's a problem with it though, in that you're locked out of certain builds. You can never max out a certain skill, possibly with the gear that's available. The mm-hmm. there are certain. There's a potential for there to be a talisman that you can get that has skills on gear that you cannot get yet. So if you're trying to do a certain build combination, you may not be able to hit earplugs five, which would actually right. prevent you from getting screamed out of the sky um, because you didn't get a talisman that gave you that.
2: Um, right. Which was the same in worlds, right? Like, yeah, they just them- had a lot of gear with a lot of different yeah. effects. Um, so and because
0: because we are still like early in the patch cycle, there's a lot of gear that has the potential of getting added to allow that building and when 2.0 came out which was their first uh patch a month after release um that kind of filled out a lot of those options we actually didn't have decorations for certain skills so you needed a talisman with x skills on them to be able to kind of hit a end game gear set um now to alleviate a little bit you could kind of fudge the skills a little bit um on the talisman and still get away with having a relatively complete uh, gear set. Um, The, because of the year that it released in um, the year that it was developed in there, they weren't able to hit all of their stuff uh, before release. So what we would normally have in a full game, we're getting in the first couple of patches um, because of COVID.
1: Right. He said it. (laughs) i mean that's that's what animal crossing did too yeah um do you like that from like a intermittent release thing where you can keep going back to check on it or are you looking to kind of binge all of the content the game has at once and then set it aside
0: uh this one feels really good to play so from a tactical uh, tactile standpoint i enjoy the actions of doing a hunt um so i'm getting a satisfaction out of refighting monsters even though they're not doing anything necessarily new right. the fact that the 2 patch came within a month of the game like roughly a month of the game's release and the 3 patch is expected this month of may um so two months um, mm-hmm. that's they, a pretty
2: quick turnaround exactly
0: yeah. so, which is why it definitely feels like they were things that were in the pipeline they just weren't able to get them for the targeted release dates because those were set by different departments than whomever but having that additional like tick tock of content especially with how substantial 2.0 felt uh kind of helped revitalize it as i was starting to wane out of the i did i did everything available I'm not really looking for anything else right now. And then it was like, okay, now there's more stuff to do again. And it's on the more difficult end. So it brought me back.
2: And that's very much like, that's the monster hunter content cycle anyways. Right. Like they're never like, all right, we release the game and that's it. Like get ready. Hope you guys want to see the next one in a couple of years. Like they're just like patches. And like this one has street fighter characters. This one has mega man. And this one's like a holiday Witcher.
0: event. <laughs> yeah, they, they're they back to the handheld style with that a little bit. They're sh- mostly going to be tied to event quests, probably. Um, mm. But those event quests don't time out like they did in World. It's a little bit less games as a service-y, uh, at least as it feels right now. Um, but also right. no subscription and stuff like that. And we are 100% expecting a G-rank slash ultimate um, game release in a year and a half time that will add the next rank that's above high rank.
1: Gotcha. So are you well, expecting I guess them to kind of weigh more heavily on new monsters for this or also bring back some old classics for this
0: new G rank? I, they're always going to add some new monsters and I think that there's certainly some interesting things they can do um one of the new monsters in base rise uh uses a system very similar to our wire bugs uh, one of the, the movement mechanics that we have um so that was fun if they had more monsters do stuff like that i think right. there's um and they have a good track record for originality in their monster design um it's just how much effort they'll dedicate to that um right
2: i so i i actually have a question here too because the convenient right and that we're doing this sort of like q a format um so monster hunter world was the game i could get into for multiple reasons but one of them was that it was released on like a major powerful console first obviously it came out and then i played it on pc too and it was really nice to be able to play it on pc and then immediately after they're like straight back to the handheld, do you know why they expanded the audience for world? Like the platform that they were, the platforms that they were deploying to for world and then immediately kind of like pulled back to handhelds.
0: I don't the have the release. the exact details, but we are expecting a PC release for rise. Hmm. Um, so there is going to be a PC port for it. Um, I'm assuming Nintendo was like, Hey, we want some of that monster hunter stuff and also (laughs) the handheld versions so world sold phenomenally in the west it was basically average in japan which one would
2: kind of expect right
0: yeah Um, pc gaming's
2: not like massive
0: but even like the the console versions it's harder for a lot of japanese audience to have a console and they spend so much time commuting that it being on a handheld system really works with their their lives better gotcha they can can squeeze in a 15 minute hunt someplace um whereas you can't necessarily do go home and squeeze it in um right (laughs) i'm just gonna keep using this phrase
1: (laughs) (laughs) i literally tried not to laugh into the mic for that second (laughs) one no yeah i mean i just figured it was market saturation and kind of getting more so in bed with nintendo because they're fucking huge
0: I think they've always had a good working relationship with Nintendo. It went from Sony to Nintendo for a while. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure Nintendo possibly. Obviously, I'm not uh, privy to any of the details to pretend you are. just Say
2: things authoritatively. and Um, uh, Most people won't know.
0: But there was probably some kind of deal where they always planned on having a mobile release, too. They just wanted to see if they could break into the western market by going for a full console release and stuff like that they even got a movie out of it that they're kind of disowning Uh. but you know
2: (laughs) there's nothing there's nothing more traditionally in the video game space than making a movie about your ip and then
1: pretending that it never happened (laughs) we've all been there do you know what everyone else who doesn't like follow this will love this thing they know nothing about (laughs) do you know what everyone will hate who does care about this oh okay I'm sure World of War yeah, Warcraft
2: it's... movie was good or something. I don't know.
1: It, I don't think it can be good. I would like to be proved wrong. but It came out, didn't it? I yeah, it came... I, I yeah, saw it at theaters. At some point. Not good, right? Not particularly. I, I didn't think it would be. That's, uh... yeah. well, Justin, before I forget, I did want to ask, and I know I keep putting it off, it's not natural in the flow of conversation, but skippable cutscenes, yes or no? Yes. Oh my god, I might get the, the game.
0: <laughs> there's also no like you have to see the cutscene to start a hunt. Um the Rachel's friend, we were able to hop into her hunts as soon as they started. Because they play a cutscene. Gotcha. They play a cutscene introducing the monster as soon as you load a given quest for it. Um and then you can huh. skip that cutscene if you want to, but there's no like finding the monster on the map and then like it setting up a scene. It's just yeah, you're hunting this thing. You already know what it's called. You're not like investigating. It there's less investigation. I guess. right.
1: Yeah. I hate when like you're specifically trying to run somebody new through some content and you're like, "Hey, it's that thing." And then it's like 10 minutes of fucking kabuki theater. We're like, "We know. Let me kill it." <laughs> <laughs> we were playing this this came up,
2: I guess, for not like a super recent episode, but when we were doing the Outriders demo. Or no, not Outriders. It was the Magic the, the magic, magic Legends. Magic Legends. Like, you couldn't actually remember the name. Because I played it for, like, one weekend. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, like, some of the abilities are kind of cool and stuff. And then I was like, it's weird that I can't, like, do co-op or, like, invite people yet. How long is that going to take? And it's, like, two hours of gameplay before you can even, like, invite anybody to play with you. And this reminded me a little bit about Monster Hunter World, <laughs> Where it was just, like... I want to play with friends and like the friends are just like standing at the side sidelines and they're just like, no, no, he needs to do this for himself. <laughs> Cutscene plays. Okay. Now we can help him with the actual monster.
1: Yeah. It's like, I started playing. I say started playing. There was an hour where a friend's like, Hey, I'm getting into monster on the PC. Um, I did play it on PS4. I'm trying to get, you know, a new account sped back up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Let me know. So I hop on and it was literally an hour of me waiting. Where he's like, Oh, sorry, I have to do this expedition. Oh, sorry, I have to do this expedition. And he's uh-huh. like, hey, do you want to play something else? I'm like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that was the exact experience. And I'm sure like many other people have had that as well. And it fucking sucks. Yeah. Because the yeah, like, I mean, game should be for the gameplay. It's fine we... to have cinematic experiences, but.
0: Specifically, when we transitioned from PS4 to PC, I just found a save online that had the story completed up to like the first (laughs) patch so that Uh when rachel was doing hers i was basically already ready to just drop in um right i did i had to farm up my all my gear myself and stuff like that but it was just
2: you chose to you didn't have to you chose to you wanted to you wanted to make be legit yeah yeah i
1: understand respect for cheating but also for being not cheating (laughs) you know again i enjoy playing the game
2: it is funny like This isn't really the topic, but the uh, um, I know the save game editor for Monster Hunter World is literally just like you could just pick your gear, pick your decorations, slap them on there. And it's kind of it's weird, right? Because it's kind of it's a take the throwback almost to that single player. Ruin the experience like right out with a cheat code, right? Because Monster Hunter is literally about grinding past the point. And it's just like you could not have that instantly with a save game editor, but we do it anyways. And it's because I think people are psychopaths,
0: but well, there's some, so this gets into some of the older style things. So I was talking about the RNG related to the talismans. Mm -hmm. Um, So because there's RNG related to talismans, there's also a time attack uh, community, the speedrun communities for killing X monster, Rex hunt with X weapon in X amount of time. Um, and getting those times lower and lower. You speedrun communities. Um, but because there's an RNG mechanic to the gear that you have access to, uh, there are people that will smurf a talisman that has really good skills. Theoretically possible in-game, uh, not necessarily attainable in-game. Gotcha.
1: Huh. So is that like a split amongst the community of like, well, they're, they're not really 100 percenters. They're more of like any percenters. But
0: there's like three things that people are talking about trying to do, but trying to curate that and stuff like that. It's just basically YouTube videos, right? People post videos of me. Yeah. I killed this guy, and you can take that for what it is. But there's even a a, a charm editor for the Switch version. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Game Shark, power to the players.
1: Man, I. <laughs> I got to say, I do kind of miss some of the chaos and customizing your pets and having cool armor sets of Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it is so much chaos. (laughs) Like, I just remember a lot of grinding. Like, you'd you'd hop on, you'd probably spend two hours uh, running some hunts with people. And that was maybe, like, four or five missions. (laughs) Well, it's kind of like the people who are really into Monster
2: Hunter are, like, they're circuit runners. And they're like continually going around the track. And you can kind of like be like, Man, that kinda looks kind of fun. Like, looks like they're getting a good exercise. They're killing monsters as they run around the track. I wanna like jump in. And you jump in for like a lap, and you do like another lap. And you're like, Hey, you know how long we're gonna be running here? And they're like, We're never gonna stop. <laughs> and so you're just like, I'm gonna go play StarCraft or something for a little bit. Um, and then they just keep playing and they keep hunting. And they're on the they're on like monster hunter rise while you're still on world
1: and you haven't even like finished beating Te- teostra yet you know it's like <laughs> and and people have told you to check on iceborne but you're like maybe i'll get around to it sometime and it just uh-huh. never happened for
0: you <laughs> so weird who would tell you that
2: <laughs> yeah this is a purely theoretical analogy <laughs> it's not grounded in reality
0: but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just keep doing my like 10 minute hunts of seven stars, and you guys just join up anytime, right? <laughs> right, <yeah>. let,
2: me, <laughs> let me cue into this.
0: It is crazy okay. though, like, real talk for
1: anybody who's not super Monster Hunter versed, 10 minutes is insane. Um, a lot yeah. of, I think, historically, Monster Hunter has capped out at 50 minutes. Is that correct? Correct, yep. So you have a total of 50 minutes to prep, do whatever the fuck, kill a monster, and harvest their organs, and then you're done at 50 minutes you're hard evacuated so if you can beat something at what is currently the highest tier in a game at 10 minutes one-fifth of the allotted time that is insane you're probably really speaks to Justin's skill as a gamer (laughs) gamer pride but also like how much quicker the game has gotten
0: yeah well so bringing up that point the Rachel's friend they're talking about earlier, the monster that I was farming before coming up here to do this podcast. Um, I, we always there. make our uh, guest prep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Humble brag was, uh, I did sub 10 minutes. I had some refights that there a little bit longer than 10 minutes. Fine. Whatever that uh-huh. same monster. Um, the person who had just started actually mm-hmm. did legitimately time out the first time she encountered her. Right. Um, it has, it, it's, it's the intro quest to the highest rank. It has a whole bunch of new moves. It has more limbs than mm. most other monsters do. Um, spoilery, not. It's spoilery.
2: a spider. It's a it's a hydra. <laughs> don't wor- don't worry about the limbs so much. Um, but I'm so, just imagining the Skinner or like Principal Skinner overhead view like pathetic <laughs> image macro. That's that's what I hear in this humble brag comparison
0: um but no so the 50 minutes i had actually asked rachel this i'm like what is the point of the 50 minute timer anymore it seems kind of weird and like in world there were investigations that had a 15 minute timer which felt tight a lot of circumstances you were killing elder dragons with one cart in 15 minutes or you failed right um this doesn't have any of those like super tight timing windowed ones so it was kind of just weird that everything was dying fast and why do we have 50 minutes but then being able to still hear it, it comes back to that curse of knowledge of i playing monster hunter long enough that i know how to prep for a fight even if it's a new fight for me right compared to somebody just coming in from the ground floor it's it's a very i can i can back
2: you up that there's a very big difference in pacing between clearing a monster that you never encountered for the first time in a game where you don't know the shortcuts to how to do things and uh, Justin's gameplay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if I can get 10 more raw damage out of this, yeah, I'll take that.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And I'm like, it's... what's raw damage? <laughs> <laughs> it's just due, due to sheer
2: benevolence that he, that he shows up for co-op, I think. Like, <laughs> the, I, I realized the monster... Um, Hit points scale up with like more people in play. Which is nice. It's better than the opposite like you described where it was always yeah. scaled like for multiplayer. Um but like sometimes just in the back of my head I'm like, I'm probably doing like 10- 15% of the damage on this thing. This guy <laughs> this guy would have wiped out a pack of Rathalos <laughs> if he was like running this solo right now.
0: <laughs> it's it's it adds a certain layer of fun to playing with buddies though like that's true it's legitimately like rachel hates it but she has to cover me (laughs) a lot of times (laughs) playing with buddies right oh oh, cover gotcha right right. um and i enjoy that she she gives me additional openings that i wouldn't be able to exploit normally Um, oh yeah and then there's just the extra chaos that dave was bringing up earlier of Mm -hmm. i don't know what's going on and that means that this is more interesting right now yeah
2: because if you're playing solo the way i portrayed it earlier is like the random aggro kind of like going between different like the monsters focusing on different players at different times that sounds like a straight plus if you're just like oh i need time to take a breather use a mantle pop some consumables whatever in monster hunter world the trade off is for the high tier players like our, our our podcast guest it's like the monster is now less predictable than if you were just 1v1ing it right like a diablos
1: in the sand pit. Oh yeah, you're just like, if it's oh, doing okay. a charge move, be like that charge move is at me in this right. line. Yes, you're like this oh, is it's
0: <laughs> turn and hip check you. Well, that means that that hit value zone is now ten percent of what I was planning on. Thanks.
2: Yeah, it introduces variables, which is how programming works.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there were probably programmers on this game yeah really That's hot takes <laughs> surprise.
2: interesting oh man well uh, as we have uh come to the sunset of rise episode i guess the game's still out it's gonna have a lot of patches probably
0: there will definitely um, be content
2: what would what would your takeaways be for um someone who's maybe just played worlds or hasn't really played the series yet. Even maybe that's a more interesting question. I think more people have probably still not taken their first step into monster hunter and maybe don't have the PC for worlds. Don't have a PlayStation, but like pretty much everyone and their dog has a switch. I know I've seen their Mies. Um, so would you recommend rise as an entry point into the series?
0: Rise is a great entry point into the series. Um, all of the quality of life improvements have certainly helped um, get people through the content. Uh, There's the demo available, uh, which alleviates some of that. Like do these, what you see in the demo is what you're going to be doing the majority of the time. So I would definitely check that out. Um, If you're even slightly inclined and you have the desire to pursue the game fully, um, the village quests make it your story um and they definitely lowered the barrier of entry of actually playing with friends which is always a win
2: i like the phrasing make it your story it kind of makes it reminds me a little bit it's like you you really feel like the monster <laughs> 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 which is good which is good if they, if they get you there
1: i mean um, jake are you converted at this point no i'm never gonna pick it up uh really i said i'm just here for the content yeah
2: no i i mean realistically i don't know because i still like you said it's kind of a joke i still haven't completed iceborne and i find myself when i'm in a monster hunter type mood like really enjoying monster hunter world so if i haven't cleared that other than the social experience and knowing that people have switched over to rise like what necessarily is my incentive to jump over and start over
0: it's really that social aspect probably um Hmm. the the big thing is you're comparing iceborne which is no longer getting content updates so it is a complete game um to rise where they are still adding content in patching things minor changes they don't make substantial changes in patches for like actual movesets stuff like that but you're going to be fighting is available um and because Iceborne is the world's version of ultimate g rank those fights are harder from a base level than the stuff that you might be encountering
2: this is how you sell me on it you say like monster hunter rise is an easier game and i'm like i
0: i could maybe go for that you know it's i don't that's a good that's a good hot <laughs> take we'll just leave on that no i don't just <laughs> i'm just kidding uh, that uh, there was a lot of community complaint that rise was too easy of a game when oh, thank god it first came out um maybe be, and it's I, I think most of that stems from the curse of knowledge that i talked about earlier but hmm. if you're looking for a something just to be able to fight and if people have to start commuting, or your computer isn't available, or you just want to sit not at your computer desk for a couple hours after you, beanbags, yeah. Um, the Switch version may do that
2: for you. Hmm. What about you, Dave? I know that you like difficult games, and it sounds like Monster Rise is for babies. So,
1: uh, I occasionally I appreciate the difficulty in certain things, like from a Dark Souls standpoint. Because it's fixed, right? I don't have the option to pick easy, medium, hard. But when I'm playing playing a lot of other games, I'll just go in and like, give me whatever the default is, so normal. Occasionally, if I'm like, that was some baby shit, let me go back and try and flex, I'll probably bump the difficulty. But that's kind of few mm-hmm. and far between. Right. Um, but I'm still not crazy to jump into Monster Hunter again. Yeah, I really thanks. did enjoy the time I had with it. But, I mean, if I was going to play, I I would have it docked and play on this monitor here versus just like the the small resolution. Right. Because I'd be drinking potions to not cure poison or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be (laughs) drinking. I I do miss some of the aspect of it, but I don't don't know if it's going to be a a pickup for me in the near future, at least.
0: Yeah. Just as a heads up, we are not currently planning on double dipping for the PC release, though. So you either you play with this on the switch or you, if you can't handle us
2: at our best, (laughs) the, the reason I'm kind of dissuaded from the switch or the PC option, not knowing anything about this other than what you've told me is because the graphics are less like high fidelity on the switch version, unless they're like specifically up resing and then increasing texture quality and stuff like that on the PC. I almost, like, don't see the point, actually, right? I'm going to be using controller anyways.
0: Usually the reason I play games on the PC is because the graphics are a bit better. Like... Since the uh, mm. Rise is built on the RE7 engine, there's a good chance that there's probably just some toggles they can turn on on the PC version to, like, increase foliage and stuff like that. Models right. probably you wouldn't change. turn that off change. anyways. Yeah
2: those are inter-
1: you you can't see hitboxes if you're looking at like bushes and trees turn that
2: to zero no bushes no always
1: always aren't here anyways so <laughs> yeah. i go to andros tier of polygon in my fights right
2: <laughs> this is how the pros play but i would like to thank justin for being on this episode trying his a game again. that we had no
1: no hope Justin, between, between you and me jake has never thanked me for being on I'm just gonna <laughs> <it up> there.
0: <laughs>
1: dave keeps showing up <laughs>
2: um no it is it is uh, it sounds like a interesting continuation in the monster hunter series i think it'll have pretty big for people who didn't care about monster hunter at all world was their end and this is the continuation so we'll see where it uh where it ends up um and it's cool that it's on the switch because that's one of the consoles that i own um nice
1: thanks yeah. for having me
2: guys yeah thanks <laughs> yes, continue. We, we, we will continue to pester you for episodes in the future, uh, roughly on a rotation as we go through other people. Um, roughly. Uh, but if you guys out there in the wide internet world have ideas for uh, episodes that you would like to send in or celebrity guests that you would like to suggest, uh, you can send those ideas into us at soapstonepodcastgmail.com or you can join the discussion that presumably still happens on Facebook. I don't know at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one.
1: Have a good rise. Was that bad? Justin, you should probably say something to cleanse that
0: palette. The sun is setting. Perfect.